0: That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
1: What's up, everybody? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This week is the Greenbrier Classic. Before we give you the core statistics, the players you need to play, the players you need to avoid, the guys that me and Pat agree on, the guys that we disagree on, we are going to recap the week at the Quicken Loans National. We're going to talk a little bit of falconry on the show today. That We feel like that's pretty important. And um, yeah, it's just going to be a fun show. It's a horribly weak field, and we do our best to make it entertaining for you. And we also have some pretty cool announcements. So thanks again for listening to the show. We hope the advice makes your screens green. If not, we are sorry. At least you're entertained. Enjoy the show. What's up, golf addicts? Thank you for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast for the Greenbrier Classic. Back at it in Virginia, a year after floods wiped out the golf course. I'm David Barnett. I have got my boy, Pat Perry, on the line. Pat, what's up, my man? How are you? And how was your Quicken Loans National?
0: I I am doing great, fantastic. First off, it's West Virginia, David. West Virginia. West Virginia, my bad. Uh, No, I'm doing really good. I I will say that is despite an absolutely horrific week for me on DraftKings. And actually everywhere else, I just did not have a good week. And, you know, the picks were a little off, I think. Um, But we did have some good ones. I mean, we we hit some of the guys that were up there. It's just, uh, you know, I had a lot of Brendan Steele who killed me. Uh, a few other guys that, that uh, I know we talked up and that were maybe maybe chalky, but uh, it, it wasn't a good week for me.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a great week either. I mean, I feel like, okay, do you hear that noise? I do not. Okay. Okay, I'm in a hotel, guys. I, I'm in Maryland at the Gaylord Hotel. It's a very nice hotel. But I need to check and see what's happening outside my window because it sounds like people are dying. Hang on a second.
0: Wow, this is an interesting start to the show. I hope everyone's
1: okay. Okay, this isn't this isn't It's better than I thought. It's good news. No one's dying, but there is a laser light show and music that literally started in the lobby the moment we started recording this podcast. So (laughs) it sounds like we may have a soundtrack to um, to tour junkies tonight. So let me make a a slight adjustment on the microphone. It might help. Yeah, I think I think uh, that's going to show up somewhere. But it might be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good sound. Effect. You got your own background music tonight. You ought to see the light show in here. If you've never stayed in a Gaylord, it's very, very nice. Um, anyway, only the best for you. David. Only the best for me. That is, that is right. Um, yeah, I think I had a little bit of better week than you did, but it wasn't great. I did have some Kyle Stanley, although he was quite chalky. I had him. Uh, didn't have a lot of Brendan Steele. I just didn't have a lot of guys that like really. We're up there in like the top five top ten um just wasn't it wasn't all that great so see
0: I, I ended up completely fading Kyle Stanley and he's a guy that pops every week for the most part in a lot of stat categories and he did last week I mean I think he was a good play but I just never peg him right I, I think even in the chat room I mentioned you know in the shot in the arm chat room I was the same thing I was like look play him if you want to play him I'm not going to play him this week uh but it was just because I never pegged him right and I obviously
1: I was wrong um, well, me and I you did. argued about whether to take him or Finau, and I, yeah. I was I was on Stanley. You were on Finau. Well, good for
0: you. The yeah. only lineups I had that cast were were Charles Howell, and you know, coming off of an injury, I felt like at that price he was certainly worth taking. Oh yeah, great. Job. I mean, because mm-hmm. you just never see him at that price, and he's not he's not the type of guy who's going to come to a tournament and and play if he's not ready. So I think he was ready to play. Obviously, he showed that with. You know, another playoff. He has had 16 second place finishes on tour. Gah! that is just ridiculous. That's I mean, unreal. In, in what one win? Oh, that's
1: brutal. That's brutal.
0: brutal. I was I, I, I was hurting for the guy because I really wanted to see him win that. But
1: you know, uh, I did have a good lineup that that only made me about 50 bucks that would have beat. Our, our boy Derek Farnsworth, a.k.a. Notorious, in all of his contests, in which he won $115,000 this weekend. So that's a little, a little jab to Derek, but good on him. Uh, he had a great week. He won, a, won some some good money over there. On He's a Roto-Grinders guy. If you don't follow Notorious, you should be. He's a good dude. And I know Justin Van Zuden, also a friend of the, friend of the podcast, fellow Roto-Grinder guy, uh, co-host on the XM show with me, uh, he had a big, a big week. A hundred and forty grand, I think, but it was on baseball. It was in baseball, but yeah, huge, 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 huge. week for the Roto Grinders guys. Uh, sidebar, quick announcement here: I, I want to make to the listeners. If any of you guys do listen to the XM show that I do on Wednesday nights, this week is the last week we're doing it because guess what? The NFL rules all, and XM was like, "Hey, listen, um, we're going to talk football." So. Uh, no more PGA DFS Golf Show for this season. For the remainder of the season, uh, they they would love to bring it back next year in January. So, if you uh, if you want to support me on my going out uh, episode, it's Wednesday night, uh, seven p.m. to eight p.m. Eastern on Channel eighty seven on XM and two ten on Sirius. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun to do that with Justin and uh, Roto Grinders, but it is coming to an end, and we get to go out with a bang with the Greenbrier Classic. Literally the worst <laughs> field in golf. Um, <laughs> so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I know you're excited. I'll Very try good.
0: and I'll let you, You. I won't call in this time. I'll let you and, and, and JVZ
1: handle this one. Hey, yeah. By the way, did you see, I, I, actually, fun fact. So I'm in Washington, D.C. I don't know, or, or Maryland actually right now. But I don't know if any of you saw, I got a sweet tour of the West Wing of the White House yesterday, which only... A handful of people get to do every year. Um, the the East Wing is always open, pretty much. But I got a West Wing tour; is super cool, and um, it was a lot of fun. And I took some pictures and shared a little bit of it. But uh, what's also cool is Wednesday night, I'm going to get to do the XM show from the Sirius XM studios in Washington DC on Wednesday night. So I'll be in studio with my boy Drew, my producer, and uh, that'll be kind of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Um,
0: it and should some, be, there should be like it, it should be a fun show because not really much stress on you. It's a last show; you don't yeah. have to worry about all the the Wi-Fi and whatever else when you're trying to do it at <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. whatever location you're at. I mean, if if you know if it goes out at the XM Studios, it's certainly not your fault. So I no, mean, you won't no. have any technical difficulties. No, either. I'm
1: looking forward to it. I'm going to get a tour beforehand of like the PGA Tour station. There is is, is at that that particular studio, so I'm going to get a tour of that. That should be fun. Um, and I'm going to get to hang out with my XM buddies that I've met this year. So I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty cool. You guys should listen to the show if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, that's my week. I am in uh, the, our nation's capital, making making stuff happen. I'm I'm going to be here for the fourth, which I'm excited about. So, uh, well, they have some fireworks, don't they, on the fourth? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's freaking DC. Yes, I'm I'm on the Potomac, literally. By the way, if uh, if my roommate for the week happens to walk in the door. Forgive me. I, I feel a little bit like you a few weeks back when you, I should have ordered some takeout, some Asian and asked the guy if he knew like Sung you'll know, or yeah, you see. Um, so yeah, I'm in the hotel. If he walks in and, and you hear a door slam and you hear me go, Hey, shut up. then that's, that's what's going on. So
0: what are you doing in DC? I mean, besides work, I mean, anything else that's fun. I mean, are you making America great
1: again? Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, I was at the White House, which was awesome. Trump was not there. He was in Jersey. But I did actually get a chance to leave a Golby ball marker and sticker for the Don uh, with a very reputable White House individual that I know that works there every day in the White House and sees Trump every day that he's there. and. I asked him to hand that to him and see what 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 happens. So, one of these days, who knows? Donald, being an avid golf fan, he could he could be rocking a, a Golby ball marker. Well, I, I doubt it, but but it could be cool. It could be cool. It's a cool thought. The president of the United States. Whatever your thoughts on Trump, it yeah. could be It'd be pretty cool.
0: You probably um, should have maybe given him
1: the Patriot Golby t-shirt that we have. You know, Only I, a I know. limited quality left. That's a quality, great segue, quantity. first of all, Pat. But I did not have any because you are the merch czar. So I didn't have... Any Patriot Golbies in the in the Don size? So, but that that is that is a great point. We do have about how many of those left? Give us a little inventory update, Pat.
0: Uh, I'm staring at them now in the the new and improved uh, inventory area, and we have
1: about ten left. And they're only twelve dollars. They're only twelve bucks. Yeah. The Patriot Golbies. Be uh, patriotic. This week. Yeah. Also, you know, you said we have like three green mesh TJ hats. However, in the store, you have them as sold out. So yeah. you might want to update the inventory there, buddy. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll are, we, update that. are we definitely sold out of the gray TJ mesh backs? Yeah. We're sold I'm out of those. Do we still have one Navy Polo left and an XL? One Navy XL Polo left, which that, let me one just of those tell left. you.
0: Those flew off the shelves. These things. There, it's it's my favorite shirt
1: to wear. It's and a it's great not because feeling it has shirt. Golby. In, yeah, it's just a great right. feeling shirt. Feels fantastic. Awesome. All right. So, inventory update. Anything else you want to update us on, Pat?
0: That's about it. Now, I do have a uh, little surprise this
1: week, David. Ooh, I love surprises. Sorpresa.
0: Yeah. So we happen to come across uh, four PGA Championship practice round tickets for the tuesday practice round Ooh, you know what that uh, yeah keep going so um i feel like we need to do a contest for those Ooh, you know what that's boom worthy yeah boom so we're gonna i think here's what we're gonna do we're gonna give away four practice round tickets tuesday pga championship quail hollow in charlotte now, listen. This is going to come out here in the next couple of days, but we want to make sure you guys or gals that may be listening out there actually can go. So I don't want any like you got to be serious with this when we do this contest because uh, you know we don't want to just give these things away and they go to waste.
1: Yeah, we'd so, love for you to go. Yeah.
0: So, so we're going to do something. It's going to come up uh, here in the next couple of days. We'll, we'll we'll announce what this contest is going to be and uh kind of you know excited to to have some folks some tour junkies fans hit up the PGA championship which we will be at but it will be
1: later in the week. Yep, we'll be there Friday, Saturday and Sunday maybe. Yeah. So if you guys are planning on going let us know. Um but yeah, the the Tuesday practice round tickets will be pretty cool. Um yeah, should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. Is that it? That's all for me. So so if you're not, you need to follow us on Twitter or create a Twitter account so that you can follow us on Twitter so that you can see those details because we'll probably tweet the PGA Championship contest details. You can get ahead of the game, uh, but we'll obviously update you on next week's podcast for sure. At tor underscore junkies dot.
0: Or not .net. At. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm putting two things together there. So oh, tourjunkies and at tour underscore junkies. Yes. By the way, I was listening to Mike and Mike in the morning on the ESPN radio today, and they were uh, they had the uh, the B team because Mike and Mike were out, you know, probably celebrating the Fourth. But they were talking about Twitter accounts and the infamous underscore. Yes. When you, when you couldn't get your your actual Twitter name, we still have that underscore. But yeah. you know, I, I've come to love the underscore.
1: Yeah, yeah. The 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 guy that owns the under the non underscore Tour Junkies account wants to sell it to us for like fifteen hundred. So, which is just retarded. So yeah. if anybody, unless anybody has like fifteen hundred, you know, who should do Derek Farnsworth, notorious, should give us fifteen hundred dollars of the hundred and ten that he won, hundred ten thousand <laughs> that should. he won this week because I did the Roto Grinders live show with Derek on Tuesday. And like gave him all kind of great advice and he just used yeah. it. And well, and he should give us fifteen hundred bucks to buy the, the Tor Junkies non underscore handle. Or and the dot com account. Yes, I was gonna say, or the, the few thousand it's gonna take to buy the dot com. That should definitely happen. Derek, we know you listen. Make that happen. We we'll give you our <laughs> PayPal address off just just DM us. Um all right, I think before Here's the thing. Here's what's most important about the Greenbrier. Okay, right here. Listen, you're going to listen to a lot of podcasts this week. You're going to read a lot of articles about the Greenbrier Classic. It's going to be, you know, t- the biggest storyline is going to be that, man, the horrible flooding in West Virginia last year wiped out a lot of the golf course. And, man, did they do an incredible job rebuilding it. And, yes, it's beautiful. It's pristine. It, you know, it's, it's a beautiful golf course. You're going to hear a lot about that. But h- listen. None of that matters. Okay, none of it matters. The most important thing about this week is that they have falconry. That's right, falconry, like the bird. That's the most important thing. I mean, would you agree, Pat? Like, they falconry. Your family can participate in
0: falconry. Is there any... Place in America where you can participate in falconry?
1: Probably not. I don't know. I just don't know. But I know one thing: Phil Mickelson loves falconry, and he thinks your family would love falconry because he told us so in the commercial that the Greenbrier he probably did. paid him lots of money to say. So Phil you, and Bubba live or have a house in in the in this area of town, yeah, and they yeah, both are be the frequent. Narrative. They're both the frequent, Yes, they are both frequent falconers. That's actually a word. A falconer is a person who practices falconry. I don't know if you knew that. So they're both falconers. I wonder Can if they, someone tell wonder me if what they in- falconize with their left hand or right hand, because they're both lefties on the golf course. I wonder if they falconize with the left or the right. You know, like some people like, like Phil's actually a right-hander in everything else, but he plays golf left-handed. If he, I wonder if he falconizes left or right-handed.
0: I would falconize left-handed. But...
1: Just, so I'm, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. Does that make it make me? Uh... <laughs> no, that's not even funny. That's a dumb joke. This is not even funny. This is serious business, Pat. You know the definition of falconry. What do you even think falconry is? Do you know I don't what know. Is? That's
0: what I was going to ask. I cannot even imagine. Take a guess. like
1: What is it? What is the sport of falconry about?
0: Uh, the art of um, sending the falcon off and then he comes
1: back to your arm. Okay, close the the. the this is the definition of falconry. It's actually—I don't know—it's it actually an age-old practice. They believe it dates thousands and thousands of years ago. I did some research on this. Um, they believe that falconry dates thousands and thousands of years ago. And in fact, you, you stumbled onto something there. They used to refer to females as falcons and males as just hawks, and now it's kind of evolved, right? I but hope you spent enough to, <laughs> falconry time researching. Is Yes, I did. Is the hunting of wild quarry in its natural state and habitat by means of a trained bird. So it's actually kind of like hunting, but you hunt with a badass trained falcon on your arm. It's like you literally don't have to get guns or bow and arrows or anything like that. Like you just walk up into the Greenbrier and you like stick your left arm out or whatever arm you falconize with and you're trained bird. I don't know what I don't know, like, what the commands are. You know how, like, police officers speak to like, police dogs in, like, German or something? Release! I yeah, I don't know what that is, but and I don't know if there's a way to tell them, like, you want rabbit or squirrel or snake or bird or something, like, because I'm sure they can get any of those, but you basically say, hey, man, go go bring me a dead thing, and he, he flies off, and he brings it back to you in, on your arm. And like, I don't, I don't it, think that's it, what happens it, at the Greenbrier. If your falcon is broken, then his ass comes back empty, empty-handed, empty and you're pissed off, and you, you go get another falcon. But that's that's falconry in a nutshell. And the other thing I was thinking is, like, is it racist that there's not, like, eaglery or owlry?
0: Now you're getting into it. I just, <laughs> no. But here's the thing. There's no... Cardinalry? They're not doing that at they're yeah. They they're are. not killing things at the Greenbrier. Yes, they Greenbrier.
1: are. Are you kidding? It's a sports and like hunting club. Yes, no. They are. They're
0: just they're just releasing the falcon. that It's going and
1: doing a circle and coming back and that's your arm. stupid. No, they're not. It's falconry, bro. Phil Mickelson says, yeah. If your family enjoys falconry or off roading, you can come to the Greenbrier. It's falconry is not let the bird sit on your arm and send it around in a circle and come back. That's just that's just like, hey, here's a bird trick. Falconry is the act of hunting wild quarry in its natural state and natural habitat by means of a trained bird.
0: Have you ever been to the Greenbrier?
1: No, but I, I know have. it's beautiful. I have.
0: Of course you have because you're freaking privileged as all get out. Let me just tell you, this place is un-freaking-real. It is a, if if you're ever going to go anywhere in West Virginia, <laughs> this, that's going to be the place that's the to go. the only place to go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, uh, it's incredible. There is a bowling alley inside of there. Um, I'm trying to think, I went back in the 80s. Um, wow, you remember this, this, that? Well, it relates to to my brother Rob, who we talk about occasionally on the show, who right. passed away. But uh, he did a Make a Wish. He was one of the early Make a Wish Foundation uh, wow, that's per- cool. participants, and we got to go fly a private jet to the Greenbrier, and he played golf there. And we didn't get to play golf. Me and my, me and um, Directv Perry did not get to play golf, but but Rob did. So I, I can't tell you any firsthand accounts of the golf course, but I can tell you that freaking hotel is ridiculous. And I think it has a casino now. I'm
1: sure. I'm sure. I don't remember Falconry though. I mean, would Phil have joined it if it doesn't have a casino? Yeah, you don't remember the Falconry? I'm telling I don't you. Here's, remember the here's Falconry. what we need to do. Before the week's out, we need to call up there and find out. I need to basically call it there and be like, hey listen, I'm an expert Falconer and I'm what about do you bringing, do with the dead I'm, animals? I'm thinking about bringing my family up for a little falconizing. If I do, will he bring me his 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 prey? Will he bring it to me? And if they're like, "Oh no, sir, I'm sorry, we we just fly them around and they come back to you," then I'm going to hang up on him. And just be like, "This is not a true falconry place. It's not a falconry. It's a bird Phil, circus. You, it's a bird circus. You,
0: you should sue Phil Mickelson. Right? False advertising, Phil.
1: Jeez." I mean, There's they think all time the time they time. think all the insider trading mess is serious. I mean, the 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 fact that Phil could be lying about falconry is really freaking serious. Like, let's just be real. In fact, for that reason, I'm fading in this week. I'm fading Phil Mickelson. Wow. I just just on suspicion alone that that you say they're probably not actually bringing wait back dead wait animals. till you, wait till you actually call before you fade. All right, all right. whatever. H- hit us with the course breakdown, Pat.
0: All right, so <laughs> this. This is a Greenbrier classic this week as evidenced by the fact that we just spent almost 10 minutes talking about falconry.
1: What else do we uh, going to talk about? The field? The, the, yeah. the, if you guys are listening right now and you think we're about to spend the next 30 minutes talking about the field, wrong. No, there's going to be
0: a few there's going to be a few we're going to go off a little bit here on some different tangents, but let's talk about the course real quick. We're at the old White TPC course. In White Sulphur Springs. Easy. West Virginia. hmm So uh, we're returning here after a one-year hiatus. You're going to hear a lot about the flooding that happened last year. So there was no tournament last year. So, hey, guys, there's no 2016 course history. Par 70. Seven thousand two hundred eighty-seven yards is what it's playing to. You got bent grass greens, which is a little bit of a change from from what it used to be, and fairways are bent grass as well. These are incredibly large fairways, you know, as far as wide fairways to hit. I think it's going to be pretty easy. I think the scoring is going to be pretty. Uh, they're, they're, this is going to be a scoring fest for the guys. Um, so with a par seventy, you got two par fives. Actually, both those par fives are on the back nine. And then you got four par threes, and the 18th hole is a par three, which is kind of cool. Um, when you look at the changes that were made, I guess, after the flood, I think most of it was a set aesthetic. It wasn't, like, really um, too much as far as, you know, changes to the course design. I mean, there was some reshaping of the bunkers. Um, you had the bent grass greens that were added in. Um, there's also a lot of trees missing. So that was part of it, but I don't think that's really going to change much. Um, stats that I'm looking at this week, I think par 4, birdie, or better percentage, which we typically look at on a par 70 course. Strokes gain stats, I think, uh, you know, the, the the two most important to me are going to be the major one, which is strokes gain tee to green and then strokes gain approach. I also looked at ball striking and the scoring stats. I think putting, you know, is another one this week that we typically don't talk about a ton, but we went into a little bit last week, and I'm going to pay attention to that again this week for me. Uh, past champs: 2016, you had the flood, that one. In uh, 2015, you had Danny Lee. 2014, El Pato, the duck, Angel Cabrera. 2013, one of my favorite golfers on tour, Jonas Blixt. 2012, you had Ted Harry Potter Jr. And then in 2011, you had Scott Stallings. So there you go.
1: Oh, so terrible. All right. Um, What do you got? Yeah, I I echo all that. I'm mainly looking at scoring, 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 scoring. And Mm. form, Mm -hmm. form, form. But also really I, I think there's some some coarse horses here. I think it's some course there's some coarse horses I think with the with the the weak field and the high propensity for birdies and eagles or whatever in this golf course, uh, we've seen bombers take advantage of it. We've also seen more you know accurate types uh, take advantage of it. I just think it's a wide open deal uh, once again it's kind of we, we've run into a couple of these here lately. It's just a wide open. Field and, um, yeah. So I, that's that's kind of my my outlook. Um, and I can go ahead and tell you right now in the ten thousand dollar range, or, or ten thousand and above, the only guy I'm playing is Webb Simpson at ten one, which is a little weird to say, but I love uh I, I love Webb's form. His course history—he's made four out of six cuts here with three top tens. One of the best uh, course horses out here, if you ask me uh coming off the t8 that the travelers you know he's actually scoring a little better right now so i think web is is it for me everybody else I, i'm not i'm not interested in just not i like wow. a lot of the 9k guys
0: a lot well, of the was, uh, i wasn't expecting that because because i think uh i, I do like web but i think i think kiz is the play up here it's uh in this over 10k range i mean obviously the last time we were here he got into the playoff and, and quickly exited out of that playoff but um if you're looking at this year i mean he pretty much checks a box on most all the strokes gain stats especially putting he's number one in the field in putting uh you know ten seven to i think most people you haven't seen him at this price before but he's a, he's a different caliber player now so i think you've got to Got to look at kids, and and there's some good cheaper options in that seven thousand range too, where I think you can, you know, you're going to be able to fit these guys up here. And I like Mickelson. You know, the only thing about Mickelson, I will say this: course history is terrible. He's like never made a cut here. But I think if you want, if you're only looking at that, you might be short sighting yourself. So I think Phil Mickelson at ten four is a is a pretty good play. Checks a box on strokes gain tee to green, par four, birdier better percentage. Obviously, he's a scorer. Uh, I mean, the guy can score birdies in bunches and uh, and then also checks about some strokes getting a So other than, you know, Webb, who I do like, I do think I'm going to sprinkle in some Mickelson and some Kiz, but I'm fading that top, those top two guys in Reed and Bill Haas. Just can't see. Bill Haas is interesting to me. I don't understand. I feel like DraftKings just like messes with us when they price him cause they'll they'll give it, put him like really cheap and then this week they make him the second highest guy out there. I just I don't get
1: it. No, it's a bad field. Um you know, this is also Phil is also uh not boning anymore. He's got Tim Mickelson on the bag first I'm first that and you don't like his falconry uh, yeah. stuff and whatever else, but yeah. I, yeah.
0: I still think Mickelson could be a good play this week.
1: All right. All right. Um, 9K range is my zone. I mean, I, I agree. I do think there are some guys and I, I already said it was a wide open field. I, I would just rather have. I mean, I just think the guys in the 9K and 8K are just as good as a lot of the guys in the 10K. But um, I, I do think there's some values out at the bottom. If you wanted to go super studs and duds, you could. We'll get to those guys. But I'm, I'm starting most of my lineups in the 9K range. I think, believe it or not, my favorite play in here. Whew, hold my breath. Um, is actually going to be Keegan. He's he's made four or four cuts here with a top twenty-five, and in fantastic form. I mean, T fifth at the Quicken, T eighth at the at the Travelers. Um, it's a wide-open golf course. I like that for Keegan, but show. And also, I like a little. I like a little Russell Henley. Book in sixty-sevens round one and four at the Quicken Loans. He he jacked it up in the Friday and Saturday, but um. But, but I don't mind a little Henley at 73. I like uh, Danny Lee, former, former winner here, obviously in continuing his good form, although I think he'll be a little more popular. Um, I think Charles Howell's worth the play at 9,700, obviously playing well. You got to feel like the the second place finish coming right off of the long layoff gives him some confidence. I mean, you know to to be able to do that even though it's also probably deflating that he just never wins i mean it had to feel good to get in contention i would think that would kind of spur him on a bit and at 9700 it's obviously it's a huge price jump but i don't really care with, with charles Howell. i think the course suits him really well when you have guys that um that can bomb the ball and take advantage of the of the length here i think i think Char, uh, charles Howell is a good good bet for that and then lastly you know the guy who the guy who's 3 of 3 cuts made with two top 25s and lives on the golf course or has a house on the golf course bubba watson I, I mean i i think he could be an interesting gpp play we'll see if 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 we're getting closer to the week and things are pointing to bubba being higher owned because of the history and because of the bubba narrative and his support of the green briar if if the public is jumping on that then i'll fade him completely but if everybody's kind of talking off of him after, you know, two missed cuts and not having the best year, I might play him a little bit at 9,800. So I, I like a lot of that, that range right there.
0: Yeah, well, I can tell because I feel like you named it. I named everybody.
1: I, well, I'm not playing Finau. That's, that's See, it.
0: that's where I differentiate with you because I do like Finau this week. I mean, you everybody
1: look at likes Finau every week, though. That's the only reason I'm fading him. I mean, I'm sure well, from a stat perspective, he's great. He is,
0: and I think this is a course where he can obviously win on. Um, he is number one in the field in strokes gained tee to green, checks a box on par four birdie or better percentage, and strokes gained approach. So Finau is, if if you're going to, he's he's probably going to be one of the higher-owned guys here, but I still, I'm not afraid of that. I think, I think this is, I could easily see him winning this week. So I do like Finau. I'm with you on Keegan Bradley, and, and he's a guy that, is just, I don't know, he's he's always polarizing when it comes to a tournament. But if you look at his play lately, it, it, you know, like you said, I mean, eighth at the Travelers, fifth last week. Um, you know, he was second in the field last week in strokes game T to green. So I think Keegan is just, he's on that upward trend where I want to be yeah, I want to I want to put put him in some lineups because I think that you know he's probably going to pay off this week. Charles Howell for me is is another interesting play at that 9700 area. I think um again, this is one of those courses that could just he, he could light up and he's just he's playing great when you look at last week. So I go to Charles Bubba's interesting. I don't know, I'm going to have to play some lineups with Bubba just to do it. Because I like that he's this is obviously kind of his home course and he should be able to just bomb it around this course with the uh with the wide fairways and everything else. So as long as he you know, as long as he's hitting his irons well and putting well, I think you could easily see him, you know, play well. So those are gonna be my three top guys, I think, are Bubba, CH three and Phenile. So there you go.
1: Nice. All right. In the 8K range, I'm going to plant my flag. My favorite guy in the 8K range is Kevin Strelman at 8900 You just can't ignore the form. Four straight top 20s uh, and one top 10 in the last four weeks. It just seems to be clicking on all cylinders. You know, even though bombers can take advantage here and Strelman's not a bomber, you've still seen guys like Danny Lee win this thing. And, you know, Danny Lee doesn't hit the ball that far, so... I mean, I'm loving the form Strillman's in. 8,900 feels crazy, but I, I can't, I don't want to get off the train until we start seeing it slow down, and it just doesn't look like it's slowing down right now. Uh, I think two guys who just burned a few people their last time out that may see a drop in ownership are Graham Delette at 8,400. Dillette just missing the cut at Quicken Loans. But uh, he's made four of four cuts here with a top 25, and I don't know. Like I said, just having burned a few people, I. Uh, I'm a little interested in Dillette on an easier golf course than last week, and then the next guy is at 8,300. Um, that's Jamie LoveMark. Burned burned some folks at the Travelers. I know he burned you in that GPP. You were doing pretty well, and he he MDF'd. Um, but before that, really tremendous form in the last you know the previous three weeks from LoveMark. If it's a birdie fest, if the bombers can take advantage, that's that's right up LoveMark's alley. He's he just he's good at that. And uh, and like I said, I mean, I think I think some people gravitate towards Sung Kang after seeing him play well this um, this past week. I think JB Holmes will be a name people jump on at eighty five hundred. So I think Delet Lovemark, Mark are your decent pivot plays. Strillman, um, not not a bad play. I feel better about him, but I, I won't have a ton of ownership in this range. I I see myself having a lot in the nine k. And then 7K guys kind of rounding it out with, with a dabble in the 6K range. What about you in the 8K? So we, you know, we're just not on the same
0: page tonight because I, I'm a little bit, I, I'm I'm not really, li- I like the 9K range, but I'm not going to be as heavy because I think the 8K range is pretty good. I think J.B. Holmes, who you mentioned, is a great play. And I think with, you know, 8,500, He's a guy that has not, you know, he's he's kind of flying in under the radar here. Um, hasn't played great. You know, his last three starts, his best finish was a top 15 about three weeks ago. But he's got a pretty good course history here. ox on par four, birdie or better percentage. Um, he is, uh, you know, of this group, he's got the best odds at 30 to one. So I think that J.B. Holmes... To me, is a is going to be a very good, especially GPP play this week. So I, I do like him. I'm with you on Love Mark. I will say that I think he's he's a good play. Jason Kokrak is another one at 8,700. Uh, checks a box on strokes gain, T to green. Uh, another one of those guys that's just kind of a hit or miss type guy, but I do like him this week. Uh, if you're looking at course history for Kokrak, he's where is he? Uh, uh, it's it's OK. It's not great. But if you look at his top, you know, last five starts, he's got one top five, made four straight cuts with three of those being in the top 30. So I do like Jason Kokrak. And one more that I'll throw out there is Sean O'Hare at 8,100. Hmm. He is one of the tops in the field, actually, and birdies gained on par fours. So I do like Sean O'Hare. He also has a. It's a fairly decent course history here. Um, has been playing pretty well lately. So there you go, Sean O'Hare. He's got. Uh, if you're looking at his last four or five starts on tour, three of the or two of those are top ten finishes. And then out here, he was top. He was thirteenth uh, two years ago, and then seventh back in 2012. So Sean O'Hare, I think, could be another good play.
1: Interesting. GPP
0: only, not a cash. All right, all right. Well, take us down to the seven K range. All right, so seven thousand range. Let's see. Um, I think the obvious play here is Gary Woodland. I just don't understand why he's priced right here. If you look at everything as far as the stat categories, he's number two in the field in strokes gained two to green t to green. He uh, checks the box and strokes gained off a of t. Uh, also in birdie or better percentage, so. I don't. I don't know. Seventy five hundred. He's going to be the chalk play. I think. I think he is going to be highly owned. But I love him this week. Also, David Hearn. It's mm-hmm. seventy four
1: hundred. I'm off Hearn now. Uh, it's the momentum's slowing down. I mean, I, I had a little bit of him this past week, but. Well, that,
0: I mean, he was. Yeah, he. But he looked at his last three starts. Yes, he had two top tens, and then he was seventy third last week. And I know it's a hard course, but. Yeah, it was a weird I I just I'm throwing out kinda last week because it was just a weird week. I could see see
1: he was second last time they played here. He took a price uh, a price decrease. I don't know. I'll probably I don't know. I might have some more of him before the week's over. Um He kinda burned me this week. Maybe that's why I'm I'm a little irritated with him, but By the way, I need to I need to go back because I missed
0: a guy. I think James Hahn in the eight thousand range, at eighty eight, eighty eight, 8, 8 hundred is certainly worth a play. I mean, they got the guy's been playing really well. You look at his last four starts; he's had two top tens. He's played well on this course before, so I need to I need to back up just a little bit. I missed him. I do like James Hahn this week. Uh, another guy in the seven thousand range: Jonas Blixed. Hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Winner here before. He's number four in the field in strokes game putting. Loves the bent grass greens. We know that. I typically talk about that whenever I bring up Jonas Blix. So I don't think uh, he's a bad play. You just got to avoid those terrible holes that he might have. And then Patrick Rogers at 7,100. He's a guy I haven't mentioned lately, but is trending upwards in his play. Uh, You look at, where am I? If you look at his last two starts, he's had a 35th and a 22nd. He's also made the cut both years that he has played here, which is 2015 and 2014. So I do like Patrick Rogers at 7,100. So there you go. I'll stop there, and I'll I'll let you uh, maybe throw in a few guys.
1: Well, I think I am – I agree with you on Woodland. Um that's just about it as far as what I really agree with you. I mean, I think there's some GPP options down here that are, that, that are interesting. I think Grayson Murray is an interesting one, even though he shot an 81 on Sunday. Um, He had some, some blow up holes on a hard course for sure. And, but before that was, was trending very nicely. Now he's back on a wide open course that bombers can take advantage of. Could be a GPP option maybe. Um and I think another guy who missed the cut last week but missed it by one shot was Morgan Hoffman. Uh little little bit of interest in, in Mohoff. But actually it's kind of crazy to say it, but I think I feel pretty good about Harris English's game right now. Who I've not been on all year. I know you've liked him a little bit. But I watched him play a little bit over the weekend. I mean he's 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 uh He's doing his thing. He's putting well. He's he's fairly accurate. Um, I don't know. English just seems to be be doing okay. I mean, he missed a cut at the Travelers a couple weeks back, but he missed it just by a couple shots. Um, So I don't know. I I feel like he's been uh, he's been trending in the right direction. I think seven K is kind of a steal, and I still don't think a whole lot of people are really comfortable taking him. And I probably will have a little bit of Curtis luck. The uh he definitely, Boom. Fla- That's definitely the bone flashed. The yeah, definitely flashed this past week. Uh, eighteen birdies this past week, uh, at the quick and loans for a T five. I knew he was gonna stumble on Sunday. As soon as he got the lead on Sunday, I was like, Oh no, this ain't happening. Like Yeah.
0: I do like nervous this week. And his nerves and he took totally a few, got to him. He took a few weeks off after the, the FedEx um St. Jude, and, and he—I saw an interview with him where he said he went back to Australia and just kind of reset it a little bit. And this—this guy's—you uh, know—he's not John Rom as far as next star right now. I don't think,
1: but I think he's going to be close. So I mm, could—that's uh, a tall order. I mean, i do I don't—I don't know. I mean, he—he he is the—he is the reigning USAM and and Pacific Am champ, and the number one, former number one ranked amateur in the world he's played um, 12 pga tour events this year and made eight cuts yeah that's that is impressive that's pretty dig i'm impressive yeah <laughs> yeah i'm with you i'm with you i i, I don't know about john rom but i'm
0: with you i'm not i didn't say that's what i said i didn't say he was john rom i just
1: said he's uh, okay. there's let's let's give the guy his due yeah yeah i hear you okay all right. Um, well, that's it for me in the seven K range. Who are your duds for the week? What you What you gonna do? Well, I think Stewart Sink
0: at sixty nine hundred is is just the that's dumbest. A good, that's price a thing. good buy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 that is the most mispriced play this week. I mean, the guy's been playing fantastic. He checks the box on strokes gained approach. I don't think you could. I just don't see how you can avoid playing him right there. Also, Chad Campbell right there with him, though. If you want to pivot off a sink for some reason, go with Chad Campbell. I mean, he fits, a, he's he's right up there in the top 10% of the field in strokes gained approach and strokes gained T to green. So I do like Chad Campbell in the bottom range there of that 6,000 range. I like Luke List. He's just one of those guys that I think on a kind of an easier course where you can bomb it. And the fairways are wide and everything else. I think he could eas- easily contend here. So 6400 for Luke List to me is just cheap. Um, I guess my, my uh, sort of my field play of the week is going to be Gonzo. Huh? Yep. Who? Gonzo. Who's that? Gonzalo Fdez Castano. Why? You know he's he's played decent here. He had a thirty seventh place finish back here in two thousand fifteen. Um, I just think at six thousand seven hundred, he's he's just the type player that could win out here. So there you go. There's going to be my mm. that, look. That's my like flyer pick. Mm. Like if you just want a flyer, that's it. That's that's rough. All right.
1: That's it. Track it. That's all I got. Uh, I wonder if Drew Love knows that he's a hundred dollars cheaper than his dad, Davis, on DraftKings. I, don't, I have no idea. All right. Well, I'm looking at more like super scrub range here uh, in this in this category. So I'm going to give you five guys. Whoa, five? Yeah, I'm going to give you five guys in like the like sixty five hundred and below. Because I agree with you on sync, and uh, those guys are easy. I'm I'm talking about, like, super scrub values. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, One guy that I think is a great GPP play, because he's probably going to be super low-owned, but does love this golf course. So if you're just going to play the course history angle, Cameron Tringali has made four of six cuts here with three top 25s. He really likes the Greenbrier. Obviously played the quick and Loans dreadfully, shooting a 75 and then an 80 to basically come in DFL. But, like I said, that, G, you GPP throw out play. He got last week, I think. GPP play does love the golf course. He uh, does. He has great course history. Yeah, another guy that I um, I really like also loves this golf course. You mentioned him earlier when you named previous winners, and that's Scott Stallings. He's never missed a cut here. He has five Top 25s with a victory at this course. Loves this golf course. The Scott Stalling. Do you have any comment on him? No,
0: I think that's a good play.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. 60, 6400 is Stalling. I I probably feel the best about him in that range. Um, And then I've got three flyers, but I mean, I think this one guy is becoming less and less of a flyer. Um, Trey Molinax at 6,400. You know, the guy just continues to play well uh, on the PGA Tour, especially in the last few weeks. I mean, 18th at the St. Jude, 9th at the U.S. Open, did miss the cut at the Travelers by, I think, on the number or two shots off, and then a 46 at the Quicken, but bomber's track right here for the Greenbrier. That's what Molinax does. If the putter gets hot at 6,400, I love it. And if you want super cheap Mullinax, slightly more scary Mullinax, you can go Brandon Hagee at 6200 another bomber that, if hot with the putter, can, uh, can really roll it. And if you want to go even cheaper than that, at the minimum price on DraftKings, Tom Hoagie, who just racked up a T-35 at the Travelers with a 66 and a 67 in rounds one and four. Uh, and he's also made six of eight cuts this <laughs> this year. Six of eight cuts this year. Tom Hoagie at six thousand minimum price. Let
0: let me ask you about Stephen Bodic, who is a <laughs> friend of the of the show. And now we know he's missed like I don't know. You're only asking me because of his course history. Look at his course it's, history. It's very good. I know. It's very good. He's he's missed one cut back in 2012. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a, do it's, you have a lineup with him?
1: No, I do not. No, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of my lineups are, are going to be three 9K guys, a 7K guy, and then – or maybe two 7K guys, and then one of those guys I just named, one of those five. Yeah, I think the, I think I'm going to be –
0: Way more just along the average price line this week. I, I just I think that's the safer
1: play. So I'm not trying to be safe, I'm trying to win money. Well, either way, I think you're gonna win <laughs> money that way. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right, so one thing that we always forget to do, Pat, one and done. Who you got? Uh, I think for me,
0: one and done is going to be. Because I don't believe I've played him yet this year, one and done. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be Tony Finau. You haven't played him yet?
1: Nope. Hmm. All right. I, I, I still need to try and capture a lone wolf. So, I... I'm debating right now. Ugh. Um, I am gonna go with. Hey, by the way, how about my Ricky Barnes call last week? Huh? Yeah, boss. I don't really mind him either. At 60. Does that guy not first round leader? But oh, he's on. Un- every- he's unreal. He's unreal. Like unreal. You got to bet he him first it. round leader. He freaking loves first round leader. Um, all right. I'm going to go Jamie Lovemark. Okay. I, I it. You like that. I like that. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, Um. that wraps it up for the Greenbrier Classic. May everybody's screens be green. Don't forget to be on the lookout for the PGA Championship Tuesday practice round giveaway. <laughs> we'll be. Knocking that out. Don't forget the items in the TJ shop that we have limited quantities left uh, of that you can you can get right now in the store and put Pat to work a little bit. And uh, I'm going to call the Greenbrier. I'm going to find out about the whole fal- falconry thing. I, mean, I just want to know. So good luck. Uh, if any of you guys are doing any falconizing this weekend, let us know. We'd love to see it. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe take a video and tag us in it. We'd retweet it. It'd be awesome. Just let us know. Maybe we'll put up a Twitter survey. Like, do you falconize with your with your dominant hand or not? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Good show. May your screens be green. See ya. Out. You got this
0: vacation all planned out. 9 a.m. Dolphin Tour. 10.45. Collect seashells. And for an always flawless shave, choose Venus Swirl. Go on. Indulge yourself. Get that massage, relax on the beach, and for a spa-like shave, choose Venus Comfort Glide. You're off on a new adventure. The best local brunch, followed by surf lessons. For life on the go, choose Venus Sensitive Disposables. Choose your smooth. Available at Walmart. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now, get a Charbroil 4 Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn.